What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala, your thrice weekly podcast where we talk about the hottest news and the toughest topics with a touch of what, Terrence? Good old humor, man. How was your weekend? Good old humor. Uh, weekend was was good uh, for the most part, uh, mm. but unfortunately, it ended on a very painful note. What the Sasha, um, the Sasha? <laughs> no, 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 no. The the loss of Menu to Liverpool yeah. by a score of five zero. Yeah, 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 yeah. You heard, oh, you heard the joke. God. You heard about the joke about the a guy who goes to a store to order prata from the a Menu fan who owns the store. And then no man. He, 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 then they get in a fight because he orders five kosong. <laughs> <laughs> God damn! Wow. Okay, okay, that's a good, that's a good one. It hurts, it hurts, but it's a good one. Uh. It's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, I mean, it, without getting too much into it, it was just a very painful reminder of the reality that is the state of Manchester United's footballing skills at this point, lah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit, man! Yeah, and, and uh, to all my f- the, the, don't I've, forget, I mean, don't forget. I'm, but it was also a demonstration of how powerful. Like Liverpool has one of the best players, one of the best strikers in the world right now, lah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, one of the best players in the world. And yeah. as a Manu fan, I will wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. And to those of you who don't watch football, don't give a shit about Manu and Liverpool. I think it's still something to take note of because for the longest time, Manu was dominating the Premier League over the past like seven years that has waned but yesterday was the new low la. yeah I think and to do uh, it it's, uh, yesterday was really like uh, I mean to, to, to con- in context it hasn't happened like a hundred years or something like that right it's, yeah Menu has never been 4 nil down at home uh, ever mm, at halftime yeah 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 and, and I think it is just it is just a very how you say uh, like uh they were brought to their knees on home turf in front of 70,000 fans, many of whom were leaving at halftime. And the fact that they have Ronaldo there as well as part of the team, it was just, oh my God, it was just insane. And I think there's going to be so much commentary around it because mm. there's a manager who's been under fire for a long time, Ole Gunnar Solja, whether he's going to stay, whether he's going to leave. Yeah. Here's Ronaldo hoping for the last fucking uh, Hail Mary of his career, just suffering a defeat like that. Yeah. It was just, oh my God. Yeah. <gasps> But that's not what we're talking about today. Yeah, what we're talking about is yeah. something that came out an hour before that. But that'll be the the second topic of mm, today, like. But uh, before that, uh, I mean, I'll just mm. I'm just gonna take the liberty to remind everyone yes. that uh, we're still here doing our podcast. You might be embroiled or caught up with the most scandalous uh, news and gossip out there in the Singapore, in the Singapore influencer sphere. But we're still out here trying to talk about more interesting serious topics as well right mm. yeah uh exactly yes and and yeah serious topics with a, with, with some comedy like, because that's, yeah, the, yeah. that's the way we wrap our heads around it and hopefully it'll help you too yeah and the first topic of the day is a very serious one uh, yes I, I know you are very riled up by it so could you please do the introduction yeah, so over the weekend, the past weekend, there was an announcement that um, the protocols for the delegates at uh, next month's Bloomberg New Economy Forum, mm. uh, which Singapore has been chosen to host. I think the announcement that Singapore was chosen to host came out in May. Um, yeah, so the delegates at, at this event, right, will actually be able to dine out in groups of five mm. at selected at selected. Um, restaurants and F&B uh, entities. Mm. And mind you, the event is going to be from November 16th to November 19th, mm. which is like slightly more than a week before the current restrictions that limit people to dining in two will mm. be lifted. Mm. Mm. And, and why, why, why is this such a... Why, is this, why, does, why did this rile you up so much? Like it has riled up a lot of other people. Um, because I think it was just what last week yeah. when there was an announcement that the restrictions that were supposed to be end supposed to end on October twenty fourth have been extended by another month. Mm. Um, the limits on dining to uh of two packs to for dining is gonna carry on till then. Yeah. And I think I mentioned a few episodes ago that even the opening up of the VTL flights and and you know just the the travel restrictions and all, it felt like okay, is it? 
like uh of course it's meant to revive the aviation and tourism industries mm. but it felt like it was accessible not to everyone lah, uh, because price was a differentiator lah. Mm. Um, and I mean that's the reality of of economy of capitalism and all that price will always be a differentiator for everything and for the most part it's it feels okay lah. but for that to happen and then to see this mm. where you know we've been told over and over again why we cannot allow people of groups of more than two even if it's dividing families even if it's holding up business meetings yeah. um, we have the numbers are not under control uh. and even though this uh, forum which encompasses I think like two to three hundred people mm. is not a big number it just feels like wait 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 wait. how come they can yeah but don't, you know okay so I mean I've, I've seen the EDB and uh, STB come out to explain that uh, this is one of the events under a a MICE event pilot that aims to allow conferences to slowly restart lah and um, mm. well, I mean, um, the thing about this is that all the foreign delegates will need to be fully vaccinated. They have to take a PCR swab test upon arrival and undergo daily pre-event testing. La. So local mm. locals also have to undergo the daily pre-event testing if they're attending this. And, uh, you know, all the same, the same restrictions apply if they go outside of the of the pre, uh, pre-approved or predetermined uh, restaurants uh, that they're allowed to eat to eat at or they're going to eat at. So why why is this any different? You know, people are saying this is a, this is like you know when you organize a wedding, right? When you're going to organize a wedding, mm. people can sit in, in groups of five. They come to your hotel ballroom and they sit down and have dinner in groups of five. Uh, why why so why this is just you know an extension of that of that lah. So, so why 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 aren't people accepting that explanation? I think so this is where like the optics and the messaging are causing the biggest problem. Mm. Um, and I think the fact is that even from the headline, right? Like mm. uh, Bloomberg Forum Protocol similar to current arrangements for MICE events which allow groups of five to dine in is already less inflammatory than some of the other headlines. Mm. I think uh, straight times carried delegates at Bloomberg Forum in Singapore can dine in groups of five at specific v- venues. Mm. So... I think just the the essential message is okay. Bloomberg. What what are some words that come to mind with Bloomberg? Uh, just just off the top of your head. Rich, uh, finance. Uh, you know, like movers and shakers of the global economy. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, even in the today article, EDB and STB have come out and said, okay, in particular, the Bloomberg event will involve leading business and political leaders from more than five fifty countries and provide a platform for them to share views and discuss challenges and opportunities. It will also reinforce Singapore's position as a business hub. More than 300 delegates from 51 different countries are expected to attend the forum, according to Bloomberg. So... I think once you go down into the nitty-gritties and even an example of weddings uh, and all that, yeah, it feels similar. But this is where I think the optics and the comms, right, are mm. the biggest fucking problems when it comes to this. Because mm. with that headline, mm. like how many people are going to go down into the nitty-gritties, right? Mm. Um, mm. And I think at this point, when people are just fresh off the back of these restrictions being extended, um, with PM Lee coming out, Lawrence Wong, Ong Ye Kong, all kind of explaining why we cannot, you know, take our foot off the pedal, you know, we need to put the brakes and all that. Mm. And then we see this, it's just a, 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 at a very high level, it feels like, wow, the haves can and the have-nots cannot. So to clarify, um, when you say the optics are bad, you mean that you feel like um, the way it was presented was bad, even though, but actually, having heard the explanations, you feel it's actually okay, la. it's just that it, it, it sounds and looks bad uh, when you don't go into the nitty-gritty. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I think yeah. So you're that, okay. That you're okay with with the explanation and all, uh. Okay, so maybe we go into the explanations a bit. What what you said is that um the yeah they will be testing. So what are the exact details of of the explanation that came out? Basically, they'll be very much more tested, much more vigorously, especially the foreign delegates. They'll be tested every day. Uh, they're tested mm-hmm. PCR test on arrival. Uh, whereas when you uh when you go to your restaurant, as a regular citizen and everything. Uh, you know, there's no testing required. La. It's the only thing they just mm. check is your vaccination status. La, that's all. Um, so, yeah, that's... And the restaurants that they're going uh, will be fully booked out for the 
for the attendees only la. So it's like it's almost like a, it's almost like just you know like like uh, they they they're in the travel bubble la, kind of where they don't mm. they don't particularly uh you know step out of their bubble during the during the the, the conference la. but but that that doesn't really make sense because I think um during the after hours. Uh, every night at the conference, they do they they are free to go out of the hotel rooms and and you know check out Singapore and everything like right. So mm. it doesn't make sense that they still that their bubble is necessarily impenetrable or anything lah. So so that's one aspect I I I I I don't really buy the argument that they're making. Um. Mm. Uh, yeah, and and the other thing also is just um, yeah I mean people are saying that in that case why not just you know, uh, the whole of Singapore just basically just have one giant event, and because it's an event, everyone can sit in groups of five already, lah, right? And then you require require testing, lah. Require everyone to test, lah. Everyone has ART test kits now. You just before you go out for lunch, you must bring your test kit, your positive, uh, your your negative result with you, and show the restaurant, lah. Then then you can sit in groups mm. of five. Why why cannot, right? Yeah. Because okay, so let's say the example for weddings, right? Mm. How how is that? Because yeah, so for weddings generally for the ROM mosque and places of residence, it is a max of ten, fifty, and ten people respectively, with two two people two groups of two lah. But when it comes to the even the marriage solemnization, mm. it can be up to a maximum of a thousand attendees, um, uh, group size of up to two. But when it comes to solemnization with wedding reception or wedding reception only, you can have a maximum of two hundred and fifty. Pre-event testing is required for couple and all attendees, and then you can have group sizes of up to five persons. Mm, mm, mm. It sounds kind of like the mice event, like right? Yeah, but this mice event is stricter, like It's stricter, right? It's yeah, okay, okay, it's stricter. Mm. So this is where I guess, um, to me, it is, uh, it is something that I think just changing the comms right can really do a better job, like, because okay, I won't deny that Singapore's economy, Singapore's survival as a country depends on. You know, people coming here to do business, like You know, the tourism part is big, and yeah, for for the longest time we've been told that Singapore's greatest export is you know our stability, our business friendliness, and I won't and I won't deny that. Mm. And I think this sort of things, if it's you know trialing the e- organizing of events in small in isolated things as a trial is great. Mm. But if you think about it, I think it was the UK, right, that mm. had that trialed the groups gathering with a concert. Mm. Um, as opposed to an event in the corporate world, yeah. And to me, that itself feels like, hey, okay, lah. You know, the it's something for the people. As cliche as it sounds, mm. yeah. But maybe, that that is what I feel. Yeah. So so that's where maybe I think that it's more than just an optics issue, lah. You know, as mm. in, I don't think we can just plainly. Give the give the authorities a get out of jail free card by saying that oh it's just a matter of how you how they've communicated it Right now there inherently is a feeling that it's it's very unfair, and this this special rules are being trotted out for you know very important overseas people or very rich very important rich people, and then for those people who you know everyone else it's another set of rules right. Um, which, mm. if you think about it, is how is how basically we are treating our foreign, uh, you know, foreign workers in, in in who are living in dorms right now, like, Right? There's a set of mm. rules. There's a set of rules for citizens and a set of rules for the foreign workers, like, Right? Um. Mm. Uh. So because if you think about it, right, one of the biggest groups that have been making noise about this two person dining, uh, nonsense is uh the the local FMB like, right local FMB industry, mm. uh you we're talking about not only the the smaller smaller restaurants but also even the slightly bigger ones like, right, uh I think they all suffer, uh in a in a huge way when 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 dining in was cut down from five to two, and 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 uh, the logic of di- cutting the dining in from five to two is still still very debatable I don't know the the science behind it like. You know, show, where 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 where's the the is that overwhelming evidence that it's the restaurants or cafes or what that's spreading COVID lah, right? That that's the thing. Lah. Yeah. So um, the fact that the local FMB industry have been calling and begging the government to open up, open up for you know just allow five dining, allow four people, you know, allow a family unit to dine in together. They've been calling and 
and setting up hashtags and 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 and, and, and uh, what do you call it uh, um uh, petitions online and everything. They've been setting all these things up for the last few months, and you know the government just says no lah. Uh, but then yeah. when it comes to the special mice events, you know mice uh, events or, or the the conferences and everything, suddenly you know it's it's okay to have to have a bit more troublesome but special uh, special special uh, rules lah, right? And uh, mm. Lawrence Lawrence Wong himself was saying that uh, oh yeah you know if we if we force the restaurants to have to check for not only vaccination status but test test you know latest test status it'll be too much it'll be too much uh, admin and all that kind of thing uh, but but that's him speaking on behalf of FMB people who are saying otherwise lah, right I, I'm I'm seeing a lot mm, of petitions mm. they are saying that they they don't mind having to do more checks and everything but at least they open up the possibility of making a bit more money la, and surviving. And Singaporeans, I think, to, to their credit, have been trying to, to you know, whether it's uh, ground uh, grassroots efforts to help uh, hot local hawkers or things like that, la, right? You know, we've been going out mm. there and then there's a support at Singapore FMB and all that kind of stuff. Um, so to see that all that effort uh, is really limited to nothing but, but you know, just grassroots efforts, la, right? And when the government has a chance to to do, you know, shift shift the rules a little bit just to help the industry, they refuse to. But, and then they, they not only do that, they add insult and injury by sending out social distancing ambassadors with, with uh, you know, those tape measures, measure whether people are sitting one meter apart and all that kind of nonsense. Um, yeah, so, so it, just, it just feels like certain industries are being uh, prioritized over others. And and, mm. and that but, is that is beyond optics, really, lor. But has there been any talk of how, like you know, um, the efforts that are done at this event could be the stepping stone for other instances of people gathering in mass mass numbers, lah? But you could has say that any of, you could say that of that? anything also, right? Like I, I think mm. uh, just a couple of days ago, or even yesterday, or even Calvin Cheng himself had come out and said that we have to, you know, open up Singapore. Uh, Singapore's uh, scene, uh, whether it's FMB or what, we have to allow people to start gathering in bigger groups. We can't be held hostage by a dispropor- disproportionately affected group of unvaccinated elderly people, uh, right? You know, we're talking about yeah. one point, I think uh, 1.5% of people who are elderly and, and unvaccinated, you know, and, and but they are, you know, holding up 60% of the ICU beds and everything or something like that. Uh. A statistic like that. I I think you can pull it up from Kelvin Cheng's post. So for the first time, everyone in on Kelvin Cheng's uh, Facebook is like, "Yes, Kelvin, we agree with you." For the first time, I hate you, but I actually agree with you. <laughs> you know, that's a crazy <laughs> thing, uh. So um, yeah, he yeah. said six percent of the population take up sixty percent of ICU cases. So they mean six percent is unvaccinated elderly, is it? Um, I think. Unvaccinated, la, unvaccinated yeah, okay, people. Yeah, that's 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 yeah, a quote from uh Calvin Cheng, yeah, admittedly yeah, yeah. that need to fact check also. Yeah, but it's along that sort of proportion, Yeah, right? they basically so, disproportionately represented in the ICU bit count, la, right? Yeah. So when you saw the headline, the title first, what was your initial reaction? Because you know my initial reaction. Learned helplessness, man. Learned helplessness. It's just learned like, helplessness, uh. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> <laughs> this this MMTF has gone from like oh okay they they're not bad at doing it they they got their shit together to like I mean I don't know it's like watching a you know a comedy show already like, basically like they 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 just one it's just one like ridiculous headline after another like. no so were you like oh yeah another thing fuck it you know fuck that was your thought process uh. I mean more reinforcement that they you know you know the the saying on that everyone's just saying is uh. Rules for thee, but not for me, right? Uh, so it's mm. like a set of rules for for regular folk like ourselves, uh, and then another set of yeah. rules for you know the Bloomberg people, like the Bloomberg delegates and the ministers that rub shoulders with them, lah. Uh, but you didn't feel like 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 a fire in your belly or like a warmth in your loins just to like or like your throat bubbling up with like fury or something. I mean. I think we've been, the, 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 that's why you and I haven't been talking about COVID for months already, right? Because it just every months time. Months are really? <laughs> or at least we try not to, uh, because every time it's something about COVID, like we just get riled up and then we make some noise about it. And then after that, we're like, ah, oh, shit, lah. it's just how it is, lah, you know? 
And and, and yeah. what I'm hearing around also is not just it's not just locals as well. Like even the expats and all that are like they 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 know what a ridiculous situation it is, you know. That that in Singapore mm. we you know claim we had the high some of the highest vaccinated rates, you know, and, and and but we still can't like even like you know have have a meal outside with family and, and things like that, lah. And uh yeah. it's just not it's not come can't you, you there's no precedent anywhere else uh that, that this is happening. Not saying that we are we are particularly doing a fucking great job at, at you know either at COVID zero or, or you know having COVID be endemic or anything. We're just no neither here nor there and, and like nobody really knows when's the, what's the plan and what's the timeline and everything. It, stuff just keeps getting extended. And then, and then suddenly, it, even after during extension, some people are going to get like special treatment, and oh, it turns out to be rich, rich and connected people. Uh, yeah, okay, that kind of makes sense. Yeah, so so I guess the the thing is like um, uh, for for me, it's still it's still the optics. Okay, okay, maybe it's not so much just the optics. It's the fact that yeah, if there are trials being done across the board for mm. for different demographics. I mean, there was a trial for the migrant workers, lah, right? Yeah. But I think that got that got halted when the numbers were picking up, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I I bring up the case of uh, what they did in the UK as another example of like where I I would imagine it feels like okay lah, you know they are also thinking about they are thinking about the economy they are thinking about the corporates but they are also thinking about the people so in back in May there was an announcement uh, there was a Liverpool rave mm. that was uh, involved five three thousand people it mm. was a trial to restart mass audience events. Um, um, in England, la. Yeah. So literally, it was an event where three thousand people would. There were measures and all that, and after that, they were followed all up and studied and and kind of like to assess the numbers, la. And to me, just by doing something like that, it shows that there is some sort of sentiment for the people who are in some way helpless and powerless, la. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're uh, saying that, uh, and, and uh, it'd be much better if the government came forward and rather than. Than, than testing, uh, you know, a, a mice event where it's just for rich foreign delegates and everything. It's much better if they tried something that was local and just for you know just for people in Singapore and accessible to most people, but only probably only a select few a select group like because it's a trial like, right. So so you're yeah. saying something like that that is much more grounded, more folksy, more for the people would be uh much more welcome like. Yeah, I honestly think, okay, you think about it, if they're fucking then, then mice we, events, then, then, you, you want... that, Isn't that NDP? Isn't that what, what they were trying to do, NDP? But NDP, the thing is, it was nothing to do with dining. Okay, so so what I liked about the 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 concert uh, approach in the UK, of course, this is just reading articles mm. and reading the research papers. Yep. The It was trialing a concert that could be replicated. You know, if this concert with 3,000 people, there's not much, uh, uh, no long tail effects of COVID spread or not a super spreader event, mm. we can do similar kinds of concerts with similar groups of people mm. and then slowly scale up. You fucking, you try NDP, then what? Okay, then September have another NDP event. October <laughs> have another NDP event. Right, it's a one-off. La. It's yeah. a one-off. Com- yeah. Compared to like, if you imagine, okay, um, if there was just something like... Uh, just just a trial around getting people in groups to eat for a week or something and have these people followed up on or something. And I know that sounds like a fucking ridiculous idea that that just like, oh, you know, it's so easy to talk and all. But even if it's something like that, I think it would do a lot to um, make at least people like me feel a bit better. La. And I think right now people are pissed. You know, even... Yeah. One thing for me, one thing for me right now, right, with these restrictions is, you know, there's Deepavali coming up November 4th, right? Mm. So... I'm I'm not the most religious person and, and to me Deepavali it's it's something that happens every year for my family. So it's almost like a like like a small event, you know, people come to our house and people we go to other people's houses. Not super uh, crazy elaborate. But even now with the two person limit, it is resulting in some sort of conversations that are not the most fun to have. La. And the reason I bring it up is because of little little things like that. It just pushes me towards like, hey fuck, this two person rule, should I even close one eye because it's Diwali. And I and it just becomes a very... Then I feel like a flip-flopping piece of shit and I don't mm. know what my stance is, but I'm feeling that. La. And I think when people are even talking about, oh shit, are these restrictions going to extend to Christmas just so every racial, every cultural group feels that they cannot celebrate with five people, mm. that to me is a very dangerous place to be for mm. a government. Mm. 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 Why, why dangerous? Because... 
Because when people are thinking that, when people are questioning even the validity of like, okay, are we extending it because of COVID or because it, when there were the other cultural uh, celebrations, there were restrictions, is that why they are extending it to Deepavali? That's what some people in my family are thinking. That's what even me, I'm like thinking and I'm like, no, it cannot be that fucking stupid. Mm. So, you know, when you are, you have questions like this swirling, when you don't have answers, you fill in your own answers. Like, and I think that is just... It's dangerous and people are pissed. And when you saw when I saw the article, I was like, holy shit. Yeah, it was just I see. And someone over the I weekend, the right? Thing, over yeah. the weekend. Over the weekend they released that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh I think what they're trying to do is maybe sort of gauge. Maybe I mean, for all we we know this article itself is a test of everything as well, right? It's a it's a test oh, to see oh, everything's a social experiment now. Yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean the fact that this this uh this event is only in November, but they're already announcing this thing so early uh, as opposed to leaving it the week before or something like that. Uh, it's kind of like, maybe it's just a, a gauge to see how how people are going to respond. Like. And I think uh, collectively, uh, a lot of people have been very angered by it. Like. There's a lot of memes shooting around where now it seems like Bloomberg delegates are like the, the elites, uh, so-called. Yeah, and, the elites. Yeah, Bloomberg delegate means you are elite class. And then after that, we are number two on the rung. Uh. We are yeah. number two on the rung, fully yeah. vaccinated. Yeah, fully vaccinated. And then after that, unvaccinated. <laughs> and then after that, uh, foreign workers. Uh. So yeah, it's a uh, you know it's a. Uh, I mean, they 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 do have. Uh, I think there's a bit of cleanup to do uh, with, with this the release of this piece of news. It's just yeah, because uh, just okay, the bad fact timing, of- very bad timing. Sorry, what? Exactly. The fact the fact of the matter is we need to open up and chan- and chances are it's not gonna be an overnight, okay, open up everything. We need to do it in stages, lah. Mm. Right. And mice events and conferences are something that are gonna need to be trialed in stages and scaled up slowly, slowly, slowly. But it can't just be that because for the longest time we've been told, okay, you get vaccinated, you follow the restrictions and all, we will open up, we will open up. And that deadline just keeps getting shifted and just anecdotally from speaking to friends who are maybe more well to do, have more access to do stuff at home, don't need to worry about certain impact on their work. It's it's like, okay lah, we just, okay, you know, we'll just travel a bit in December um, and, you know, just get away. You know, like, it, it, it feels like, okay, it doesn't impact them as much, but for a lot of people, it's, it's, it's tough lah, you know. Um, and even some of our shoots are kind of like have being impacted to a certain extent about uh, with the restrictions and making meetups all a bit more difficult. Yeah. Certain industries like, yeah, FNB is getting decimated. Yeah. And yeah, it just feels like it's a, these, these steps need to be taken, but can comms or the yeah. way it's packaged or the way it's or just re- part, the news part, is released. Need, yeah, like, they, like what you said, like, they need to fit it into part of a larger plan, like, right? Like, you know, maybe yeah. there's gonna be a there's gonna be a testing phase where every industry is gonna have some pilot schemes or something. Um, yeah. and they, they, they might say, Oh yeah, actually we've been trying to then I think they need to be a bit more they need to yeah, like you say, the comms need to be better about this coordinated effort to test lah. Yeah. Mm. So And I mean there are tough, there huh? are announcements that I think they're opening up to uh, South Asia and Malaysia mm. just to get some of the the w- workforce in mm-hmm. uh, and back right to to kickstart that um, I think my mom is happy that Malaysia travel seems like okay we can see it in future because she has a lot of family there yeah. so those sort of announcements are good but it just feels like this Bloomberg thing maybe uh, cannot can't they like, like maybe they should maybe EDB STB PM Lee Ho Ching all should just get on a WhatsApp group for comms <laughs> you know just Fucking just, I know you guys have a shit ton of things to do. Mm. I know like you guys are in some way probably looking at a bigger picture and we might not be privy to everything, but just like these sort of little things for anyone in politics and government, part of your job scope is communicating it to the rest of the people who need to follow the policies that you guys set up. Exactly. Just, just have a bit more heart, man. Yeah. Um. But yeah, speaking of comms and everything like if 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 the government and all needs a uh, real lessons on how to you know get everyone's attention and get everyone like talking about issue and 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 riveted to their screens or their phones or what following an issue that is our, actually our second topic that we're going to talk about as well uh. 
the inevitable topic. The inevitable topic. You can't you can't get away from it. Every uh, last night there was just in there was this this feeling there. Yeah, it was electric. Yeah. It was almost like it was almost like back to general election days. That kind of you know where, where every it night was like before big thing going uh, on. Uh, right. It was before PM Lee's first COVID address. Yes. You know, yes. like everybody got a notification. <laughs> They were like, oh shit, it's going to be happening. What yeah, time? What time, what time is going time, to be happening? Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like, even my friends who have voiced the fact that they do not give a shit about the influencer industry or social media and all, even they were messaging me, like, yo, did you see this? Yeah. You know, they were just, and what, what is, what is this? Or what is that? It was Xiaxue's bombshell interview with Sylvia Chan, the embattled CEO of Night Owl Cinematics. Uh, who this was is like what I would. I mean, she's been yeah. accused of uh, employee abuse and and a bunch of ho- a bunch of other even more serious allegations uh, about how the company was being run and and what what the company was doing within its industry. But yesterday, mm. at, uh, I think around nine thirty or something like that, Xiaoxie released uh, a trailer or a teaser of a bombshell mm. interview that she she exclusively did with Sylvia herself, who hasn't come out and, and given her side of the story. Um, and finally, I think around 10.30 or what, they dropped the actual video on Xiaxue's uh, YouTube. La. And uh, if you think that, yeah, who cares, Xiaxue, whatever, so passive, blah, blah. That video, I think, is easily at um, 700,000 700, views now. Yeah, so mm. overnight, that uh, on the strength of Xiaxue and NOC, that video has, has I mean, there's really more than 700,000 views. La, and it's... Uh, it has everyone buzzing also because of the contents of the video. Uh, but for you, what what was your what was your initial take? I know you you forwarded me the screenshot of Sasha's trailer, saying "What the fuck?" Mm. And then I was like, "Huh? Why 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 are you so upset about this?" Um, I mean, honestly, like to me, it's this whole thing is uh, it's a it's a personal issue that is so public now, mm-hmm. and. It's almost like watching one of those reality shows that I'm like, okay, it's it's um it's just something that uh I feel why is why is everybody talking about this? Why is everybody consuming content about this? Mm-hmm. It is ultimately an issue between two people that I I want to <laughs> not have to talk about, but but it keeps coming up. Mm-hmm. So and admittedly in, in when, case, when you In case uh anyone is wondering like yeah, the, the contents uh, the, it's a very long interview, almost two hours, and uh, I yeah. would say a good at least half or three quarter of it is uh, very very personal revelations about uh, the marriage between Ryan Tan and Sylvia Chan uh, You know about cheating, yeah, about correct. issues, and, and and trigger warning, trigger warning here, trigger warning. Uh, there are even there's even like uh, mentions of uh, suicide and uh, suicide ideation and things like that, like, and how it's used to you know. Uh, how it's used as leverage in a relationship and things like that. So I know, I know that yeah. there's a you know a lot of people they they say they, they get triggered just even by hearing the word suicide and everything. But uh, it was something that was literally was brought out and mentioned as 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 a reason why the marriage fell apart la. And uh, yeah, yeah so, so, so it is very personal la. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, okay. First of all, I don't think we need to give a, a overview of the whole issue. Oh really? So I was gonna. Media. I had. I had all the tabs open already. I'm ready to oh, go. Oh, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> go through, go through. No, 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 but, no, no, no. But I'm kidding, then... I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No, no, no. I, I, thought, I thought that was going to be you. I thought that was like you had your, no, 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 no. your point by like, point I mean, rebuttal already, already. Honestly, honestly, when you suggested talking about this, part of me was like, I don't want to talk about this. It's the this. new COVID. Like, it's but, the new COVID. <laughs> no, okay. So can you explain why you were so eager to talk about this? No, I mean, it's, it's just... Um, like like I mentioned, like you know the, I I I've I've I feel like my views have shifted quite a bit, uh on on just watching this hour one hour and forty seven minute uh interview, uh mm. and 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 a lot of my suspicions about about uh you know about things as well have also uh been confirmed that you know like I think initially you know like I think the first time we talked about this I said like. Whatever it is we're hearing about Sylvia right now, we need to hear from her directly to to really yeah. get a sense of what it's like, like right? And uh yeah. I think I think to to her credit, she she basically came out and just all guns are blazing, like, right? Where where she basically whatever Xiaxia asked her, she answered. Uh there were certain things Xiaxia didn't ask about that she didn't so she ended up not answering. But 
Uh, also, again, to, to Sasha's credit, I think I don't think she she was like uh, particularly trying to be on Sylvia's side or anything like that. But she was, and she was very willing to to just dig deeper and deeper into uncomfortable territory, lah. Um, mm. Not saying that she's neutral. Not saying she's neutral because I think Sasha, for you know our own experience with her and everything, she has a very uh, strong vendetta against uh, against you know, so-called cancel culture. And, cancelers. And, yeah, cancelers. Yeah. And, and and what she perceives as very one-sided kind of like uh, uh, internet, the internet mob coming after a celebrity and all that, like, you know, it's so, so sort of, uh, I mean, it's a whole discussion you can have with her about oh, who has more power and all that, but she believes that, she believes very strongly that the internet mob is a, a coming <clears throat> after you is not a good thing. Um, so, mm. so in, in any, if, if anything, that would be her, that would be her bias. Like. She's trying to, she's trying to reach out, but, but, I think she dug deep enough such that um, basically, yeah, even my perspective of the whole thing has changed. It's no longer just about NOC already. It's about basically a, a very toxic relationship that had, that uh, you know, probably started off, I mean, they, they tried their best to keep everything under under wraps, but it's all, it's mm. now it's all out in the open and uh, I think, you know, they're really out to destroy each other lah. So so, but you 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 generally like watching Netflix shows about like you know things that have like implode and all this drama and thriller and so like is this part, part of like basically yeah la, I like drama la, yeah la, drama, correct? <laughs> you like drama? I mean who? Yeah, I mean you if you watch Netflix you like drama, right? That's it's just the basic true lah. Yeah. True la, But this one, I mean this one, I I I watched the uh, um. Most of it, I think actually all of it, just because we were doing a podcast mm-hmm. on it and I wanted to give it the due respect. Yeah. But yeah. um I mean, okay, so so there were a lot of things. Again, like I wish this could now I hope someone hears from Ryan. Mm-hmm. Right. Correct. Um because it feels like it's a ping pong game, like you know, every day we are watching one ping and another pong. They need yeah. to play ping pong together, you know? Yeah. But yeah. But what what are some things you can you took away from it that were a bit more I don't know philosophical or retrospective rather than focus because I I hope you didn't plan to go down the nitty gritties of what she said versus what no, he no, said no, and no, all that no, right yeah yeah no I, I I was about to finish my point then I got interrupted by you accusing me of like being a drama <laughs> queen I was just about to say that drama king lah drama, drama king, king okay, okay drama king. king I was just about to say uh-huh. I feel sad lah I feel sad for them as people um, yeah. Anyone who's ever been in a relationship where, you know, you've been disappointed or or even like cheated on and, and all that, it's never a nice feeling, lah, right? And and the worst part is when it's all public and everyone is commenting on it. All that. I think that that's like one of the worst things, lah. It's very it's very just the feeling like almost like everyone knew except except you. That kind of feeling sucks, lah, right? When you discover it, so so let's not mm. uh, downplay the fact that it's very sad that uh, the relationship. Uh, you know that 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 literally the marriage fell apart, and and uh, I mean, she even in the interview she's saying that it was never a happy marriage, which is also sad because you hope that whoever you cross paths with in your life, however it ends, however your relationships end, that at some point you all were positive for each other or something like right. Uh, but mm. it sounded I mean, based on revelations, it's like it sounded like throughout the marriage it was just it was just issues nonstop like right. Um. Mm. And then, uh, for better or worse, everyone in the in the atmosphere has been implicated, lah. Right, you know, whether mm. it's your influencer or your family or whatever, you're all implicated in this in this uh big sinking ship. That is more than just NOC, lah. Is is Ryan and Sylvia's? I mean, their own personal. Uh, don't don't say their own pro- their, their their professional lives, their personal lives. So you know. Like like who are they ever going to be able to trust, you know, between themselves? Uh what mm. what like what the family is gonna say about them and things like that. Lah. So so that's a whole thing that the whole ship is sinking and, and it's just the ground, you know, the the, the, the what was that thing when, when a huge thing sh- sinks in the ocean, it pulls everything down with it also, like right? Whirlpool. Yeah, whirlpool. whirlpool is just it's just pulling everyone down and then and then, you know, um yeah, the amazing I mean, yeah, lah, the I I feel it's just a very sad situation, lah. Mm. Yeah. So I'm with you on that. Like, um, I think in the trailer, I think when she said not a happy marriage and all, um, it just struck me as I mean that's something they address in the podcast, uh, in the in the video interviews about how they always painted the picture of this perfect couple, mm-hmm. right? 
Um, they always painted a picture of this perfect business. And to me, that is the thing that I took away from. Like, because I'm not going to lie, you know, like when, when we were going through rougher patches, mm. when um, we had like, yeah, the liquidation thing or like a few years ago when, when things, yeah, we were not growing as fast as we could. I used to look at other channels and think, hey, fuck, you know, they're growing, you know, like, and that's sort of like, what how, what what are we not doing right and what are we do And, and, I used to see that and think, well, fuck, how are they making it work? Yeah. You know, how are they? But to, to realize that under the hood, there was all this going on. Uh, mm. Yeah, I feel, I feel like to me, the bigger thing is like, why, what, what made them want to like uh, put up this, this facade and, and, and approach the business that way. Like, because mm. it sounds fucking punishing, man. If you're in an unhappy marriage is one thing. Mm. If you're in an unhappy marriage and your partner is your business partner, mm. holy shit. But, but that's, and that's, you still have that's the issue, like, right? When you when you work with someone that you are you are meant to be in love with as well, like, right? Then that's where it yeah, gets, and I think uh, that, becomes yeah. a gray area. Like. And the other thing is that you're not just setting up like a, I don't know, a company that makes plastic bags that is not really consumer facing or public facing. Like, you all are in the public eye, you know? Yeah. So yeah. it just feels like fuck, man. This industry, there's something about this industry that is so, um, how you say, uh, it, it just, it just almost it can be trapped. It can trap people in in certain things, like because yeah. I think for them and for other influencers in Singapore who share their private lives very personally, right? Mm. This is almost like you go down that path, but it blows up in your face, like, and because you've been so public mm. throughout your life, mm. everything comes back and bites you in the ass, like. Yeah, and I think uh, you mentioned the industry, la, but and there were some um, points where Sylvia essentially was saying, uh, you know, you all say workplace abuse because they work late and all that. And then Sylvia's rebuttal basically was like, this is what the industry is, la, the media industry, you know. Mm. Um, what do you think of that? La? Um, I think that is just, that's not... That's not good la, because that's almost like, okay, this is status quo and because it just it's a shitty status quo, so there's... That's the way it is, like That's the way it has to be, and because everybody else is doing it, we should do it, like So, so I didn't like that answer, and I must say mm. that watching this, I guess the the difficulty me difficulty for me watching this, it's so laced with angst and obvious like aggression with the legal and uh, and lawsuits. I don't even know who to who to trust anymore, even when they say something on a video like this, like To be honest, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. So, so there's Bro, one thing about 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 it, like, Right? I think. Uh, I always saw NOC as one of the the OGs, uh, right, of the of that wave of uh, growth of YouTube, and we always saw, yeah. wow, you know, big successful team, big team. How do they pull? How do they manage it all together? And and how do they, you know, uh, keep growing from strength to strength and all? Um, and yeah, I mean, uh, it's 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 uh, it's never easy to, to to put all these elements together and and manage to run it as a successful business as well, uh. Uh, but at the same mm. time, yeah lah, I, I wouldn't think that uh, saying that this is just how the industry does things is the right answer, especially if you're one of the mm. industry leaders as well. Uh, you know, whether it's about talent management or production or all these things, I think uh, like we like we discussed the last time in Hollywood like that lah, right? You know, with with Alec Baldwin uh, misfiring that, that gun that killed a cinematographer and all. Um is it? Uh, I mean, if if everyone is overworked and under underrested and all that, it can't be a good thing for the longevity of the of your staff or the company, like, Right? So 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 I think mm. um, yeah, like, I, I would hope that the the leaders of any industry always try to you know not only improve their their bottom lines but also improve their processes and everything, no? Um, and 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 that's 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 something that I took away from that was that okay, I, I think there wasn't a it was more of a, okay, this is how the industry is doing it, then we also do it lah. Kind of uh, expl- it was that was the explanation lah, basically that was given for the, the yeah. staff being overworked or or even being abused at work or anything like like verbally abused at work. All this is just how the industry is shouting at people because they wore the wrong hat and things like that. You know, it's not necessary lah. Mm. And, and that's the thing about uh, like like when I first entered the industry, people like filmmaking is like it's like going to war and that. And I'm like I always hear that like. Yeah, like it's strong. <laughs> yeah, correct. But does it really? I've heard is that it really? Is it really fucking going to war? Is it really? Are you man? Are you? You're not going to kill anybody, you know. You're just trying to recreate something and capture it in a very artistic way, lah, Right. So, mm. I I always think that that kind of like 
I mean, everyone likes to say that yeah, la, the the industry is like you know going to, going to the bunkers and fighting wars and all that. But but at, at the end of the day, we're not we're, you you're not literally killing each other as a KPI la, right? So so it's it's, yeah. it's we need to get away from that the mentality like the more bruises, the more pain, the more trauma trauma you go through, that is just like the necessary scars of war that you have to absorb la. Yeah. yeah, and and I mean, I think like um, that is also part of the culture these days, right? You know, the culture of being busy, the cu- culture of hustle all day, every day, all day, every day. And I will also admit that I can sometimes get caught up in that, mm-hmm. right? Um, but but I also realize that okay, like if you're, then yeah, it it just feels like um, it. If you are, you know, treating people a certain way, mm. uh, even if it's for the greater good, right? Mm. How sustainable is that, line? And in this case, it feels like, yeah, you know, she talked about how she is as a boss, how harsh just to keep up the professionalism and the standard. But it feels like there were so many other things that that were uh, that trickle down from that in a negative way. That it just feels like, wow, fuck, like. It just sounds like the past 10, 10 years for them was one volatile roller coaster, man, with a bunch of highs and a bunch of fucking lows. Yeah, yeah. And then and, and I think and she, um, you know, she brought up some certain things about fiduciary duties of a director and, and that Ryan wasn't fulfilling his end of like, uh, you know, uh, making sure making sure the books were kept properly and, and, and that the processes were right and all that. Uh, but I think mm. the, one of the bigger things that stuck out to me was like, um, uh yeah just just that the, the, when you're running a business you first and foremost got to remember you are running a business lah right it's not a business mm. first and family family second okay of course it's great that you can become friends with all your staff and all these kind of things but um it, it, i mean it just appears to me that that um maybe maybe there was too much overlap of the whole family and the the work family thing lah where you know where 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 basically you're a director, you're the boss and everything, but if you're spending a lot of time with uh you know your female employees, and 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 female employees or sending them home and things like that, right? It can very mm. very very easily be misconstrued by your own wife, which happened lah, right? Misconstrued by your own wife as like infidelity or anything lah, right? Um, but don't say your own wife, right? Even for yourself as a boss and everything, um. You don't want to put yourself in a situation where where you know it could become a he say she say situation where you are where you're alone with her staff and she's drunk and stuff like that, lah, right? And mm. and, and that that kind of puts puts the company at in, at risk as well, lah, right? When you when you put yourself in those situations, so I think like like isn't Mike Pence like very famous for for never having a one on one lunch with another another woman? Or something like that. Yeah, the yeah. lunch or dinner. Yeah, another meal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's what I'm hearing is happening around the world, even on Wall Street and all, where, where yeah, like a lot of uh, older males and all are afraid of of you know mentoring young female interns or employees, uh, because it might be you know it, they could be very easily uh, called out for certain behavior and 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 and, and even like, like assuming that that nothing happened or what lah, right? You know innuendo mm. or something inappropriate said or, or something they don't even realize is inappropriate or what accidentally said in front of a person la. so mm. yeah la, just seeing just seeing all that happen and basically your director responsibilities you know having this big overlap with your responsibilities as a husband and and then her responsibilities as a wife and her responsibilities as a CEO and then all the staff below them all getting involved in this yeah, this one big map, this 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 crazy map of a like a almost like a, a real time strategy game, and just getting this big mess of a fight, like it's just yeah, it's just quite sad, lah, Right, you know that that that, that yeah. That both sides are both sides are also everyone seems to have that that line between um what is their work family, what is their work, and what is their personal life seems to have been crossed, lah, Right, for everyone, everyone involved, lah. Yeah, exactly. Everyone involved. Yeah. And I mean, in some way, I guess the silver lining is that for everyone watching who maybe just uh, thinks a bit about what they're watching as opposed to just consuming it for entertainment, right? There are a lot of things that come out. You know, even for people who work in companies, if there are certain, certain, uh, how you say, uh, uh, 
ways of of treating your employees, your subordinates, your managers in in, in a way that is respectful and dignified. Like, and just mm. because you enter an industry as a fresh out of school and you see certain things, understanding what is kosher and what is not is fucking important. Like, you know? Because I can imagine if if you're going straight into media and you see these people who are who look like they're killing it, super successful, operating a certain way, you might think, okay, you might accept that, okay, yeah, th- this industry is like that. You know, every day you're going to war, you, you're following your passion, but you work 18 hours uh, and emotions are on set. So when people shout at you, they use swear words. It is all part of the game. Mm, mm. But then understanding that, yo, that, that doesn't necessarily have to be the case is a, is a thing that people need to be aware of. Yeah. And, and so what I'm saying is that the flip side of that, where you come in as a boss and then you're like super nice and you're offering to pay for things for, for the ladies that you hire and you're offering to oh, send yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. I'm saying that flip side of being the super nice guy also could land you in trouble. Not good. <laughs> because you, it could be seen as favoritism. Your wife will think you're cheating on her. Your other other people will think, well, we might saying, hey, they go holiday, guess what happened? You know, you're setting not only yourself up for like this kind of thing, but you're setting up your staff as well. So... All the influencers all basically after the Sylvia thing came out, you see so many of them posting with the black, you know, the black screen or IG stories with the words, she's lying, I'm not a home wrecker, yeah. all that. Then, I know. I think Sia, she had to come out and say, hey, why are you all so defensive? They're not saying that you slept you, you slept with your, your boss, la, relax, la, you know? So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what happens la, when 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 a boss doesn't, you know, maintain boundaries and and. And, and all that. It's nice to have a nice boss, but there must be boundaries also, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> like, the one thing is like, like Ryan Sylvia has like, you must really give credit to Shashwe for finding some <laughs> way, right? Yeah, man. To, the eye of the storm. To get everyone. Yeah, the eye of the storm though, I tell you. Yeah. She's like one of those, you know, those microorganisms that can thrive in any given environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In space, in outer space and all that. Yeah. <laughs> that... Because when she posted that, yeah, I mean, for, for a video overnight uh, to get like 700,000 views and go to number one on trending in Singapore, yeah. it's a pretty pretty big deal, right? Yeah. And I, 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 so, so I, I watched it and I liked it that she didn't, during the, I mean, the interview, yeah, it's, it's Xia Xie, but she, she, she didn't like make it all about her or anything like that or what she knew, mm. what she knows about NOC or what she knows about all the internal stuff and all that. She really was just yeah. asking about a lot of the allegations that have come out and, and, and then based on what Sylvia's saying, then she, she she extrapolates a bit, right? You know? Yeah. yeah. So, so I, I, I do she, respect she, that, that aspect of how she conducted the interview. Although people say that oh, she's obviously on Sylvia's side on this thing. I mean, definitely there will be some bias She because, she, you know, they I think they are they are close friends and everything. But she tried mm. her best. La. I think she tried very hard. La. Yeah. She definitely did a better job than Oprah when she interviewed <laughs> Megan. Oh, yeah, far better. La. Far better. I- Fucking hated that interview. Yeah, that but still, interview. Um, I mean, it feels like this is something that is still going to carry on because just based on that, there are multiple lawsuits that are being, um, uh, that are in process, right? Mm. So, I don't know what's going on. Uh, I can see on our Reddit, a bunch of people are asking us to get Ryan on our podcast. Yeah. So, that might happen. That might happen. Who knows? Who, who knows? knows? Uh, yeah. We might get Siashre on the podcast. That might happen too. Yeah. We might get yeah. Sylvia on the podcast. Yeah. We might do a Jerry Springer and have them all be in the same room at the same time. No la, we won't la, we won't. We're kidding, we're kidding. We won't do that kind of thing. Why not? Because of the two person rule, is it? Yeah, la, exactly. No la, it's just not a pleasant <laughs> thing to be to be caught off guard like that, la, you know. When it, when it's especially when it's like so 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 uh, I mean heated, I meant la. it less as of a like okay, you know, we got a surprise for you, but legitimately just get them in a room face to face. Because to me, maybe I think that's what I need, la, like to to rather than this ping pong ping pong that to me is like oh, fuck, are we is it really just uh getting to the crux of it like because it's it's yeah but it's not about it's not about what you need it's not about what you need Harish. there are real victims <laughs> here there are real victims stop making it all about you hey okay no, no no you tell me you tell me you're not watching it and a certain part of you is interested and fulfilling your own curiosity you tell me you touch your heart of course you're telling of me course. you're watching it just just yeah so course, so I need I just, I'm talking about I never say how big the need is it's a teeny weeny need it's yeah. a teeny weeny need that, that, but it's that a need they nonetheless must, they must face each other and, and re- relive all the traumas of all this whole thing 
so that it's easier for you to digest everything. <laughs> no, 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 no. See, you're blowing up my teeny weeny need into something that is a like a behemoth of a need. Yeah. No, I'm just saying it's a need, it's a curiosity, just like what you also have when you watch it, lah. Yeah, yeah. You're not just watching it altruistically Correct. to let them know that their voices are heard, lah, right? But that's why I'm saying that I'm, anyone, I'm not, I'm, if I, I don't want to have to put them in the room. Unnecessary, unless they absolutely want to be in the room together. Like. Maybe that's what they want. If that's, that's what, they, what want. they want, yeah, uh-huh. but I, it, it's not something yeah. that I I would ask of them, like. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But if that's what they want, like. yeah, So unless you were speaking on their behalf no, no, no. and like, I'm uh, saying I don't want, I don't uh, want. But you you saying you teeny weeny bit of you who really wants it, like, right? Mm. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, as, we, leave, we yeah. leave it as that. Like. <laughs> <laughs> we leave it as that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what do you think about it? What do you think will be the next um? What do you think is the next thing that will happen? Like, will Ryan come out with I, his own interview and, and all that? I think I think there'll be something from his camp, lah. His camp, lah. Well, yeah. you make it sound like it's like a, like he's a coordinated thing from his camp already. I mean, it seems like there are sides, what? <laughs> right? Yeah, like, yeah, like, that's what that's uh, what Sylvia's alleging, lah. Yeah. Yeah, so so I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm not hoping for anything. Uh, I I hope that they resolve their issues. Um and and like move past this lah mm, mm. because yeah that's why we kept this as a second topic instead of a first topic also lah yeah 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 just just figuring out how as people we should react to it lah and then I uh, I okay yeah let's yeah, just back to the before we we move on to everything just just the the idea of the suicide ideation and all that what what there are some people who said that um Sylvia shouldn't have brought it up as a as a in this interview like what do you think. Well, and okay, so the context of that is that um, she said that over the years, it it's in some way um, a way that Ryan manipulated her, like, cause mm. she did use the word manipulate, right? Yeah. Um, in the sense, the threat of losing him made her, you know, compromise her own uh, ideals and and kind of made her accommodate things that she might not have been a uh, 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 might not have accommodated, like. So, in that case. I don't know. I f- I feel talking about that. Eh, I don't know that and like sharing screenshots and all that. I feel that is not the best way to do it, lah. Because she that's what they did, lah. She shared screenshots where um of her and Ryan where he was talking about uh those thoughts and all that, lah. Mm-hmm. So, so that's why I guess when I watched it, I was like, it was an uneasy watch. It felt yeah. like um yeah, it's her side, but wow, that's some personal shit, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that, that was you? something. Yeah, I felt uncomfortable like that. She's coming out with it, lah. That you know, your ex partner, who is probably yeah, lah, knows more about you than anyone else in the world, uh, is coming forward with this shit. Uh, because I think yeah. I think like he mentioned, he I think he's mentioned himself in the past that he doesn't want to be a very public persona and all these things, like Right, and maybe that's yeah. what that's what adds to his anxiety as well. So uh, and- it's it's not. I mean. I, I I can't say for him that's how he's gonna react, but uh, it's never easy like, that your that your laundry gets washed in public like this, huh? Yeah. I mean I mean she did say that she's worried about how he might take the release of this video. Yeah. But it feels like also she's at a limit, like at a breaking point. But the thing is Ryan has been public about his suicidal attempt, so it's not something that he was private about. Like. So it just yeah. feels like wow watching that was like this is getting too personal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's tough, like, It's tough. And I think only only people who have 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 gone through some measure of like uh, yeah, the the very private personal lives, uh, being you know, being washed out in the public and all that, the, the, then they will truly understand like how painful, how difficult a situation can be, like, for all of them. So mm. yeah, we feel we I feel quite sad for them personally because because yeah, lah. Uh, I you know I I've I've also been in a situation of being cheated on and things like that and then it's never easy knowing that every there are people who know more things about you than you about them and and and, and then you're in a situation you feel like a situation where you're you're an idiot and how do you defend yourself is by being more you know saying more venomous things about them and it just makes you a very ugly person also like, you know you're forced to be a very ugly mm-hmm. person uh, and that's never an, a good situation to be in like, yeah yeah. Yeah. But yeah, man. Hopefully, we can try and find something but a bit more positive with our next segment. Yes, yes, yes. And and that is uh our one short comment of the week. Yeah. And what is what is your one short comment, man? 
Uh, I mean, uh, uh, why don't you go first, lah? Cause I I have a couple, so I just I'm just like what, like pulling them up. Hmm. Um. I mean the. Let's see. Yeah. Uh. Let's see. There was a uh, something uh posted by uh accidental jurist. Uh, two days ago on our general ideas to talk on Yalabad mm. uh, thread where we just try and hear ideas from our community and Accidental Jurist is a long time commenter mm. um, and uh, they suggested uh, <laughs> like a new segment called Cancel Culture Circular for those celebs either be go- like cancelled or going to be cancelled and like what what I like about whether or not we, we follow the segment and all I, it's it's up for debate and discussion but I think just just now to know that at our at, at this point where people are thinking of oh new segments that we can have I think that's a quite a cool thing like and and I enjoyed the idea uh, and uh, the 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 comment basically included a recent uh, case of two Mandarin language singers uh, who are on the cusp of being cancelled Namewe and Kimberly Chen mm. Namewe is like has been on the cusp of being cancelled for uh, numerous times he's a Malaysian. YouTuber, a very talented singer and rapper. But I just appreciated the suggestions for how our show can grow and evolve. Mm. And, and yeah, there's, a, there's some interesting suggestions there for sure. Because I, mm. yeah, yeah. for us, like just churning out three a week is a, is, is quite a, a lot of work already. So so sometimes we mm. don't have, we're not sitting there thinking about, okay, what, what new things can we do, whether it's using TikTok and things like that. So we are experimenting yeah. a little bit as, as you can tell. But this is a and jungle a process, la, Yeah, and jungle Jimbo eighty eight also contributed to that thread. So thanks for your comments and thoughts, man. Yeah, uh, I, I, yeah, cool. one of my uh short comments was to, uh, it's not. Uh, thankfully, I'm moving past the Dave Chappelle thing already, because <laughs> uh, mm. yeah, mm. we've been we've been talking about that for quite a bit, but uh, actually the the So Ryong, uh podcast, uh, which was a while back, you know, but 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 it's still. It seems like us mentioning it a couple of times has made uh, more people uh, come in and actually uh, actually give the podcast a try, lah, right? And uh, you know the the so I I just want to call out like like you know the more recent uh, listeners who like Space Rabbit Ten who popped in, uh, you know, listened to it and found that yeah, he's so young is a is a very no filter or low filter kind of person, and quite refreshing mm. that he's upfront straightforward. And found it easier to listen than a Duke NUS interview. La. So, uh, yeah, you know, it, it, sometimes we don't hear from the silent majority, a lot of people who are listening. And I appreciate that they came out and they said, you know, hey, I listened to that to this episode and I found it was okay. La. You know, it wasn't as bad as everyone, a lot of people are panning out to be. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, I think Jay Wang, Wang Yi also said, you know, sorry, Young came across as someone who's clear on his values and what he stands for just happens that uh, pleasing everyone being likable is not something particularly high on his agenda so fair play to him mm. which I think is cool uh. that's a good way to go through life like you know you meet people you meet a lot of people who are who will be different from you or rub you the wrong way but uh, yeah you can just walk away saying fair play to him la. right yeah yeah. so, so I, yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm encouraged by, by these kind of uh, comments as well that is cool yeah cool cool so all right, and then what is our, your one shock thing? Uh, my one shock thing from the past few days is that um, a video that I watched a while ago that I thought of again, given that we were a big part of the the saga that has uh, interested a lot of Singaporeans is you know workplace culture and what a big good boss is, what a bad boss is, how you should treat, uh, how you should act in a professional setting. And there was this one video made by Max uh, Joseph, mm. uh, a creator in the US who has been a long-time collaborator of Casey Neistat. And he made this video called Dicks. Do you need to be one to be a successful leader? I believe uh, you have yes, watched it as yes, well, yes, right? Yes, yes, correct. Yep. Yeah. It's a 35-minute YouTube video, but mm. trust me, it will fly by. I think the way he edited this, the way he told the story, it's half vlog, half documentary. And it was it's it's super entertaining, but it's also very uh interesting la, because mm. he talks to people who he looked up to about okay, whether 
in on a media set on a film set do you have to be an asshole um, to get things done like because that's what we hear a lot like, right mm, um, can you be a nice boss and still get things done and he talks about his own experience directing his first feature film that start uh, um, uh, Zach Efron and Emily Ratajkowski mm. um, called we are uh, we are friends I believe and he talked about how he being a night trying to be a nice person on set didn't really work like but at the flip side is being a dick uh the best way to go la. Mm. so i thought it was a great watch interesting uh, you only just you only cool, just found it recently no no uh because like when i was thinking about the saga thing i just remembered this video i was like oh, hey shit see, like see. Uh, that was a good video that kind of articulated a question i had also like can you be do you need to be a dick to be a good boss or got a good it. leader got it got it interesting yeah. uh yeah, my one shook thing what is, about you yeah my one shook thing is a new uh youtube channel that i just discovered recently i don't think it's new but it's it's I think they started about a year ago where it's called Baggage Claim where it, uh, the tagline is Unpacking People, Relationships and Love. But what actually got me uh, interested is that they have a video about everything wrong with woke culture. And so they, they basically mm. go into pop culture and uh, examine examine reasons why, uh, why certain things uh, are rubbing people the wrong way. For example, they have a whole series of videos about the you know why everyone was so upset with Meghan Markle, or, or you know why what happened to Britney Spears, or why is Jordan Peterson so you know um, so reviled by the by the left and everything lah. And so the the mm. one that, that that I started watching was everything wrong with woke culture, and they talk about the how why is it that certain movies like you know the the Ghostbusters remake or the or the or, or Captain Marvel and everything has rubbed certain groups of people the wrong way lah, versus versus other types mm. of movies as well. So if you want to have a better understanding of like why why some people are like so anti-woke culture and all these things, it, I think this is a very, very interesting, funny YouTube channel to check out. Lah. Oh, when you when you say baggage claim uh, and talking about, you know, people working uh, past their personal and emotional issues, I was like, hey, <laughs> wow, this whole NOC saga also inspired you to <laughs> search out content like that. Uh. No, no, no. It, it, I mean, it just coughed up. It, it got coughed up on my YouTube feed and, and like I just watched one episode. I was like, oh shit, this is a pretty good explanation of like, you know, woke, woke culture in movies and, and why why there's a backlash and everything. Uh. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's so, cool. Yeah, do check it out. But yeah. Cool, cool. cool. So we are at the end of another right, man. NOC Saga episode. Uh, yeah. Do let us the, know what you think. The first, yeah. the first podcast of the week. Yes. Cool, man. Two more coming up. All right. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Talk to you all soon.